I call them like the five S's or the socialist of five. And these are the things that I try to practice regularly um, to help build community on my platform. And the first one is support, which I think everyone understands. You have to like, like, comment, um, and cheer. I always think it's so important to like cheer everyone on and a compliment also goes a long way and not just the word like cute while we've all done it I think it's so much nicer to write like a thoughtful compliment because we all know um, the pressure that we all feel when it comes to posting and it's just so nice to feel that the peep that your audience feels what you want them to feel and that they're enjoying it Welcome to the Instagram Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Hill. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to another episode. If you're not familiar with the show, what I do is go to people who have been established as experts on the platform, and I get them to come on and share their secrets, their strategies, the things they only tell their clients, and I get them to share that information so you can benefit from it and grow your audience. That's really my goal. Alternatively, you might want more Instagram information because the platform is always changing. So I have a daily show called the Instagram Stories, which you can find on your Amazon smart speaker or your Google smart speaker, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts, you can find the Instagram Stories. And every day, it seems like Instagram is adding a new feature or testing something new or rolling this feature out to a certain group, but only if you have the other thing. Sometimes it's complex and confusing, but that's why I'm here. When there are no Instagram features being rolled out, we talk strategy, how to make an Instagram shop, how to get more followers, how to respond to people using automated tools, all kinds of things like that. You can find it on my daily show, The Instagram Stories. If either this podcast or my daily show has brought you any value whatsoever, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple Music, also called iTunes. You can leave a review wherever you listen, but that would really be the best place. This way it helps other people to find the show and benefit from it. If you'd like to be on the show, send me a direct message and we will make that happen. Today on the show, I have Ashley Langer. Ashley is a really nice lady. I feel privileged to have the opportunity to get to know her. She's founded Business Socialistas, where she's built a community of female entrepreneurs where women can connect, support one another, find resources, and grow their businesses. Ashley is most notorious for her elevated networking events, where she cultivates unique experiences that empower women and bring them together in person and on social media. I think you're really going to like this episode. Here it is. Today on the show, we have Ashley Langer. Ashley, welcome. Hi, how are you? Good, good. For people who are not familiar with you, Ashley, can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Um, I am Ashley Langer. I run an Instagram account called Business Socialistas, and I throw elevated and large-scale networking events um, that cater to women in business. How long have you been using Instagram? What got you sucked into the platform in the first place? Well, I've been using Instagram personally for a number of years, maybe 10 however long they've been around, but I started um, my community in January of this year. So I've been on Instagram, like actively pursuing Instagram since January, 2021. How's it been going for you so far? Great, actually. I'm loving it. I love the creative aspect of it. That's big for me. 
Okay. Okay. I know we're going to get into some of the strategies and, and things that you definitely have had good success with. What is your favorite part of Instagram? Can you talk about that? I love reels. I'm super active with the reels. Um, I find it to be really engaging. Um, again, I'm like able to use my creative outlet a little bit more and that's a, it just seems to be a, a way for me to like tell my story and like relate to my audience. I've had similar experience. Do you also post your reels on TikTok or do you just keep them on reels? Okay. So I only post on Instagram, but I've heard that I should dabble in TikTok. I mean, it's, so that's, it's, what do you say? I mean, it's sort of like if you're taking the time to create the reel, you might as well post it in the other place. I mean, it's at least worth it because you've already worked to make the content. You know what I mean? We could get into that later. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite Instagram trick or hack that you recommend to people who are starting out with the platform? I think everyone should be authentically sliding into the DMs. What does, what does that involve? How, how do you recommend people do that? I just think it's a way to cultivate personal conversation that's a little bit more meaningful than a casual comment. Um, I think it's a way to kind of like let barriers down like no one else is, looking at what you're writing and you can really connect with the person on the other end and make small talk even. I know you love this too. I love the voice notes. I think that's like such a great way to like personally talk to someone. I also think, you know, between emails and DMs and text messages, tone gets so twisted sometimes. So I just love to like, I voice know everyone. Also, I'm super busy. I have two small children. Like sometimes I can't, I, it feels so much heavier to write like this really thoughtful message. It feels easier for me to kind of just send a voice note and connect that way. Like they hear me, they know exactly what my tone is, what I have to say, my, my flair, my energy. So I think that's like a great thing that Instagram did for the platform. That's what I was going to ask you about is, is if you use the voice memos. I've actually noticed that recently I'm ending all my messages with some kind of smiley emoji, even if it's not required, just so I don't sound so angry. Cause I feel like when I read the messages back later, like, Ooh, that sounds harsh. Um, so I think the voice memos are definitely the way to go to, to make it easier. I actually crack myself up with the voice memos because I'll voice memo someone who I'm just speaking with. And at the end, I'm like, love you. Bye. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, because that's just how I talk to people. And I feel like, oh, wait, I, we are just communicating, but I do love her already. You know, in most cases, um, it's just something funny that I do that just, you know, kind of comes. That's awesome. I probably won't adopt that, but good to know um, that you can't say I love you at the end of voice memos. I mean, did I do it to you? I feel like I probably voice no, no, no. you. <laughs> no, no, you did not. No. Okay, good. That's really funny. Can you imagine that? I'd be like, oh, um, I would tell my wife, I have to play this voice memo for you. This woman says she loves me, but she just means oh, it in a professional God. sense. Don't worry at all. That's hilarious. I'm mortified already. So, so what strategies do you usually work with your um, either clients or other people who are part of your community? What sort of strategies have you implemented and do you recommend? Okay, so... I call them like the five S's or the socialista five. And these are the things that I try to practice regularly um, to help build community on my platform. And the first one is support, which I think everyone 
understands. You have to like, like, comment, um, and cheer. I always think it's so important to like cheer everyone on and a compliment also goes a long way and not just the word like cute while we've all done it. I think it's so much nicer to write like a thoughtful compliment because we all know um, the pressure that we all feel when it comes to posting. And it's just so nice to feel that the peep that your audience feels what you want them to feel and that they're enjoying it. Furthermore on feeling, because I do before, before we go crazy here, I do think the first thing that is so important with community and connection is a feeling. I think that community comes from a feeling and I think it's so important to make the people in your audience feel connected to you, that you understand them, that you see them, that, that you relate to them. That's such a huge part I think of building a community on Instagram. That's a really good concept. And and I think that's important when you are trying to do that with someone, say you're making a comment on a feed post or something. Do you find it hard to type out a really meaningful comment on your phone? Like how do you usually handle that? So the first thing I like to do is I like to use people's names. A lot of people now have their name somewhere in the bio um, or their handle. And I like to use their first names. It's like, hi, I see you. And maybe it's not in the bio um, or the name field, but it's somewhere deeper. I always try to look for their names. I'm not the best, honestly, of remembering everyone's names, but I really do try. And I feel like when someone uses your name on Instagram, you feel so seen, Right. Like you just feel like, oh, my God, I'm not just my handle. I'm not just what I'm doing here or what I'm selling. Like I am a person and I feel like it feels so nice to use someone's name and acknowledge that. That's a great point. And I mean, really, your name is one of the most valuable. Th- like you love hearing the sound of your own name uh, generally, whether you want to or like that's just how we're wired. So I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah, I always use the name. And then in terms of writing something like a little bit more creative, um, sometimes you kind of have to pause and take a minute And I think um, I always try to say something as genuine as possible. So if I would be snarky, I write the snarky comment. Um, Maybe I'll put like an emoji after it. But I feel like I am trying to show up as authentically as possible. And I feel like people will like me for me. Or so I hope. No, that's great. I I usually would say that I try to add to the conversation by adding another layer onto it. But I think sometimes that can come across as a little bit antagonistic. Like, you know, we all hate that guy who, or or that one friend who, when you tell a story, they have to tell like a slightly bigger story. So I try not to do that because I truly hate that. But also I do think it adds to the conversation to say like, you made this point. I've been thinking about why that is the case. And I think it might be because X, Y, and Z, or I've been thinking about this a lot and I haven't come up with anything, but I like how you phrased it to sort of, keep that conversation going and, and add to it in some way. Um, it doesn't always work. And I think sometimes it comes across like a little bit devil's advocate, but I like your approach to kind of doing it in a way that shows you, you want to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. And then they say a lot like, Oh, ask a question. I've seen that a lot, like ask a question and then they're going to respond to the question. And sometimes that's easier said than others. I also just think it's nice to find like a common ground. Like maybe you, you pick out something that you agree with um, or that relates to you, or maybe you did a post on that yourself at some point and like, Oh, Hey, I I have the same thought this, you know, and connect on that level. Um, I think it's, it's, it's so nice when you're like reading back your, your, your comments. Do you ever read back your comments though? And you're like, oh, I made so many typos. They must think I'm some kind of idiot. Does that ever, maybe that just happens to me. All 
all of the time. I'm going to blame autocorrect. Um, yeah. But also, and you know, if you spell the the same word wrong, it just like autocorrects to like the wrong spelling, which is a whole yes. other issue. Um, but yeah, I do it all the time. And I'd like to think that's just me showing up authentically there too. Like, hey guys, I'm busy. I'm writing it real quick, but I do see you and I know your name and I am here. Right. That's another right. example of, of a way to show up authentically. Yeah, I like that. That's spinning it positively. Exactly, exactly. So I think I cut you off. You were continuing with the um, your five S's. Yes. Yeah, so the first one is support. Like, comment, share them on. The next one is share. And that is, you know, sharing their post to your story. It's common. Um, sometimes I think that there some accounts do that a little too much, but... By sharing it in a meaningful way, I think it's great for the person whose content you are sharing, but also your audience. I think that they can get to know you a little bit better and what you're connecting with others. Um, sometimes I might write like a little meaningful message, like I love this post because, or, you know, I might say something funny or like, so-and-so is really in my brain today. Like she's really feeling me. Um, something like that, that I think that my audience would enjoy and like get to know me by someone else's post. That's a great concept. So when you share from someone else's post to your story, do you yeah. tag them so they know you shared it? How do you usually handle that I part? Do. I that's usually really do. Yeah. Cause I want them to know that I'm sharing their content. I think that's turned into a form of flattery. Um, and it, it's also acknowledging like, Hey, I see you. And I like what you're putting out here. That's so great. I always forget to tag them. That's why I'm bringing this up. It doesn't automatically yeah. notify you that that's going to happen, which is super annoying to me. But okay. I think if you remember to tag them, like you said, it's a little bit of a um, warm, fuzzy, a little <laughs> ego boost. And I think that is a really nice way to say that um, you see them and, and you appreciate the work that they do enough that you want to share it. And as a content creator, um, when I create content, I do do the drop down where you can see who has shared your content within the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And I always try to be really mindful of doing that because A, it doesn't ding you. So I don't always, not everyone tags me. I don't always know when someone is sharing my content, but I also want to thank them for sharing my content. So whenever someone shares a reel or a post that I, that I put out there, um, I do always check and to see who has shared it. And I always thank them. I always slide into the DM and thank them always. Yeah. That's really important because then um, it, it is a chance to restart the conversation. Obviously yes. they like what you're doing. Otherwise they wouldn't have shared it in the first place. And just showing that appreciation can go a long way uh, into building that relationship. Yeah. Okay. So then my next S is spotlight, which is something that I do where I will post myself, someone in my community, and I'll talk about what they're up to. I'll tell maybe how they got started or what their journey's been, something that my community will connect to. Um, and then maybe they relate with something that they've done or they've been through. And that feeling will help generate more community. More like, these are my people. Like, she's been through it. She understands. Uh, we're in this together. We're stronger together. So um, that's Spotlight. The next one I do is Summon, um, which is like the stickers. You can pull people. 
um, ask for their feedback. I think that everyone loves to feel like they have had a hand in what's happening here. And I think that's a really great way to, to create that. Not just, um, I mean, I think a call to action in a post helps, although I don't think that everyone always comments the call to action. So I think to, to relate, to, to do that, but also to do it in your stories where you're saying, hey, does this resonate with you? Or, hey, I threw this event. What's your feedback? Or, hey, if you've ordered one of my products, how, how was the quality? What did you think? What was your experience like? What was the shipping time like? Um, those are great ways for your community to feel like they're involved and they feel seen. So do you normally use the poll sticker or the slider sticker or the quiz sticker? What, um, how do you normally do that? So I think the poll sticker is everyone's favorite. Um, I like the poll sticker, the slide sticker. I feel like everyone's just sliding all the way. I don't know if, you know, it's basically just saying like, Hey, thumbs up. We like it. Um, I do like to change the icon on the slide sticker sticker that makes it feel a little bit more fun for me. And I like the one where people can actually truly respond in, ask a question. What's the sticker? Yeah, the question um, sticker. Yes. The question sticker. Yeah. Um, I like that one, but I find that sometimes people feel more bashful around that sticker. Because then, you know, if they're, they have to be more creative maybe in like giving you um, negative feedback. So I yes. think sometimes maybe they pause, they only have a certain amount of characters to respond with. So I feel like sometimes that gets tricky. So it's not um, anonymous when they fill out that sticker also, right? So right. they're going to know that they, you're the one who, they're the one who said that. So um, every once in a while, I like to tell them, oh, would you anonymously like to tell? And people just see the word anonymous and they're like, oh, it's even though it's not. And they, so uh, don't do that. That's not a recommended, but every once in a while, <laughs> I think to mix it up and then you can find out what people really think about you. Just tell them it's anonymous. Oh, so just say the word anonymous. Just put yeah, it out don't, there. Don't, don't, don't it. Let's continue. Please continue. I don't know if that's going to help with my community, but sure. Great. And the last one is social. So I think you can build community by actually putting them in your social media. So I've done reels where I ask different people to either say a word or a phrase and I do cultivate or ask them what to say and then I compile the reel um, with their footage. It's definitely oh. time consuming but I think it's worth it and everyone loves it. It's also a really great way to help grow your community because a lot of times then they're in the reel and then they'll share it to their audience. And so, then they see how easy it is to create, right? And share. That's yeah. great. That's a great idea. And it's so fun. And everyone can see other people and what they have to say or what they're doing. You can use a word or a sentence. Someone else in my community, actually, she does testimonials where she does like these little clips of, of someone who loves her product and they give like this quick testimonial. And I think that's such a nice touch for her products that you can actually like see people gushing over it which is so great. And also the lives. I love a group live. I don't think enough people are doing them. I think it's a great way, again, to get visibility for your own account, but also to have like a collaborative conversation on something that's important to the majority of your community. 
Yeah, I agree. Lives are really great. And I think the ability we can go live with now up to four people um, at the same time, it's, I think personally, my vote is, or my thought is that it's going to be something this winter that we get uh, a lot more use out of once we're, you know, in some sort of locked down format, whatever that might be. Um, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but I think that's going to be something as we can go outside less will become more of a social activity um, and a way to hang out with friends kind of publicly like you're describing. Yeah. Have you done a group live? I have. And and it's interesting because some people love going live and some people, as soon as they see that you are going live, want to jump up on stage. And other times people are just happy to watch and that's good enough for them. So I think you kind of have to go into it with some sort of preparation of who you want to be in it and make sure that they're okay with it. Um, But yeah, if you plan it out, I think that could be a really, really great way. And then people who don't have the opportunity to watch in that moment, maybe they're driving and they see the notification and they swipe it away. But if they can come back later and watch it on IGTV, then they'll yeah. do that. And so I think that's another way that people can take advantage of, of going live that way. I agree. And they can also like share it to their, to their community. And um, one of the ways I think to help the people who don't necessarily feel comfortable on a group live is to give questions or topics ahead of time that people can kind of prepare, which I think helps them feel a little bit more comfortable in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So Ashley, if you don't mind, can you tell us where we can find you online and what we can look forward to you creating in the near future? Yeah, Um, I am business.socialistas on Instagram, uh, business.socialistas on Facebook, although Instagram is really where I hang out. And um, I am working on an intimate workshop in October. Um, It is going to be actually at a vodka distillery so it's going to be a whole experience where we're going to be playing a little vodka game tasting some vodka but also getting in on the nitty-gritty of our business so it should be a fun intimate event that sounds really great that sounds excellent (laughs) Uh, hopefully COVID doesn't kill it but for now that's what we're planning that sounds great. Um, hopefully there is some outdoor component as well so that you yes. have a, a safety is not an issue. That sounds really fun. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Daniel. Okay, that's it for today's interview. Hopefully you found that helpful. Ashley has really created an awesome community. I definitely recommend checking out what she's doing. If you would like to build a similar community to what she's doing, I bet if you hit her up, she would love to answer questions for you. You can find her on Instagram, of course. You can get to her directly from the show notes. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on Apple Music. That would mean the world to me. It would help other people to find the show. If you think I need to improve things, send me a DM first. Tell me how to fix it then leave the review after I fixed it. That would be a great way to do it. If you want to hear more content from me about Instagram, check out my daily show, which you can find on Apple Music, Spotify, your Amazon Echo smart speaker, your Google smart speaker, wherever else you get audio content, you can find the Instagram stories. I'm talking about all the new features every single day. I do it because I really enjoy it. That's why I'm here. Next time on the show, I'm going to be interviewing my friend Brian Hollingsworth. Brian is the BKH on Instagram, and I'll be frank with you, he knows way more about Instagram than I could ever possibly know. He's a very busy guy. We have not really been able to connect on a podcast. So to get him on my podcast, I actually did a social media strategies summit where I gave a talk all about Instagram. And after the talk, I had a chance to do some Q&A and I invited Brian to come 
as a guest Q&A person. And I'm going to tell you honestly, I learned more from him during the Q&A than I think anyone learned from my presentation, which is going to be frank with you. So in the next episode of this show will be Brian and I answering people's questions all about Instagram. I'm actually going to go in there and delete something I said that was wrong because Brian said something that was more accurate than what I said. And I was horribly embarrassed in that moment. I mean, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes, but man, I have the privilege to go back and edit it. And I am super grateful for that. But anyway, (laughs) come back in two weeks and check out the next episode of the Instagram stories podcast. If you'd like to be on the show or you know someone who would be, or you think you would be a really good sponsor for the show, or you know someone who would be a good sponsor for the show, send me a direct message at Daniel Hill Media. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm not yet a member of the Instagram team, but my podcast covers many Instagram themes. But the name, image, logos, are trademarks are Instagram and the LCC in the USA and every territory. Everything I publish independently until Zuck returns my DMs and starts to pay my salary. Not sponsored or endorsed, no lies, no fallacies. I use their logo with permission. Not malicious or callously, no trademark violation, filling all criteria. Follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Daniel Hill Media. Remind me, how did we get connected in the first place again? Okay, so Lisi Metzger is my yes, sister-in-law, interestingly right. enough. And then, um, so I listened to her, and then I'm also friendly um, with Sarah Alter, yes, Moment yes. Consulting. Um, we all kind of like, you know, are friends. She was a social media friend that I like made my real friend. So That is super cool, I think, because you guys are somewhat – well, well, obviously you and Lisi are related, but in the same general uh, geographic vicinity, I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, Instagram has been like a blessing for me, so maybe I should have said that on the mic. But that's fine. Right. No, it's fine. Sure. No, Instagram has oh. been a blessing for me um, because I moved um, in October to Connecticut from New York, and oh, okay, okay. I've met a lot of women and made true genuine friendships like out of my community on Instagram. Oh, so that's awesome. it's been really lovely for me personally really and professionally. Yeah. That's really great. Cool. <laughs>